I think it's really important to bring people together. And I think the thing about Northeast Exchange is it brings people together from emerging artists to really established artists. I feel like I'm on Take Me Out. Um, I'm going to ask everyone to either raise your hand or nod Last your Last year we created a play called Our City of Dreams. We performed at the Washington Arts Centre. It was great. Touring companies, venues, festivals. Culture looks really different for any two people who are on our doorstep. So today we are actually releasing an online application form for LGBTQIA plus artists. And that's for five writers and we'll perform that in the studio and it's done as a rehearsed reading. It's a space where people can make connections and I think it also creates a space where people can be really on an equal footing, where artists can come and say, this is some work I'm making and I want to tour it. And venues can say, this is work we're looking for. You know, everyone needs each other. And actually, a lot of the time, people feel worried about putting themselves out there. But I just think bringing people together and going, look, there's lots of connection points. Let's be in a room and speed up that process. Hey there, glad you could make it. You've been invited to Arty Party. My name's Jay, I will be your host. This is a fortnightly radio show and podcast that brings artists and creatives together to make connections and celebrate their craft. Whether grassroots, emerging or established, anyone is invited. And together we chat projects and passions, events and exhibitions, artistic insight and advice. Today's episode was recorded on Monday this week in the Fire Station venue in Sunderland City Centre, where a gathering of artists and creatives, and also events coordinators and programmers across festivals and venues, was taking place. The event in question, the North East Exchange. It was hosted by Annie Rigby, who's the Artistic Director of Unfolding Theatre, and Hamira Imitaz, Assistant Producer at ARC Stockton and Trustee with Curious Arts. What you're about to hear is an odd format, perhaps, for podcast or radio, because it sounds more like a speed dating event than an actual conversation. Uh, 16 speakers, or pairs of speakers, took to the stage as part of the event in the gorgeous new fire station auditorium. Each of them had just three minutes to talk about their work, or perhaps to pitch an idea. And what was really interesting for me as an audience member was getting a taste of some of the background work that goes into cultivating relationships between artists and venues. But everyone at the Northeast Exchange was gathered together to meet other people and make new connections. And hey, if that is not the spirit of Arty Party, then I don't know what is. Hello, welcome to Northeast Exchange. My name is Annie Rigby. I am Artistic Director of Unfolding Theatre, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Samara. I'm the Assistant Producer at Arts Rockton. Northeast Exchange has grown out of an event that existed before the pandemic that was called Meet the Programmers. And that event, like this event, recognises that time is really precious and connections are really important. This is a space where we have a mixture of independent artists, people from touring companies, people who programme venues, 
people who program festivals, independent producers. The idea is, is this combination of people makes connections that can turn ideas into action. So these people sat behind me are going to give three-minute presentations to say a little bit about the work that they are making or the work that they're looking to program. We're not going to interrupt in between other than to let you know that your three minutes are up. I'm going to have a timer. <laughs> We've been really strict about this. I'm going to have a timer so when three minutes hit, yes, my phone will make a big noise. I think the only other thing to say is it's possible that some presenters might feel nervous. So let's just know there is a lot of love in the room for you all. And I think, Steve, you're yes. first up. Yeah, let's give him a big round of applause. I feel very overdressed. Uh, cool. Hello, everyone. It's very lovely to be here. A bit posh, isn't it? So I'm Stephen. I'm from theatre company The 620. We're based in Newcastle, but really in the northeast. Uh, we've done work in Newcastle, but we've also done work here in the beautiful Sunderland. So we are a theatre and community arts company. We make projects for people to come together for a good night out, to have fun, to experience something new. So we create work and devise a lot of our projects with writers, makers, communities. What we're really particularly interested in is theatre for a good night out, for people to come together. Maybe people that don't think it is for them, who maybe even once or twice and go, oh, that's a bit stuffy. We like to break some of those moulds. Um, so we do that by making quite fun, accessible, experiential shows. So it's not just about the show on the stage. It usually ekes out into the space. So one of our uh, things we did in Sunderland last year was an event called Club 620, where we took the idea of a club night and made it an arts club night and took over the independent Lots of different rooms full of different stuff. So for people who are comfortable with a club night experience, but maybe not going to a theatre, they would come to that. So that's sort of an example of what we do. Is that it? Oh, no, that's... Oh, right. Okay, that's two. All right, see, now we're getting used to it. Uh, so kind of what we stand for is people who don't think theatre's for them. So one of the things we're really hoping to develop upon is our community strand of work. We're about to go into a sort of period for the next half the next year working with communities here in Sunderland and in East Durham with our project Redcoat, where we're working with an LGBTQIA plus group, sort of exploring creativity for the very first time, which is something they've never done. So we'd really love to chat to venues or organizations, freelancers that might work with community groups to expand some of those networks. And if it's something that you'd like to reach, some of those groups, we'd love to do that with you together. I'll have some info on some of our projects and shows and would love to chat to you afterwards about any of that stuff. Thank you. It was great that Steve from the 620 kicked off the event this afternoon as one of our first presenters for a lot of reasons, partly because the 620 are just a really brilliant example of a company based in the Northeast who find ways to make projects happen. You know, they're a project-funded organisation, they've built brilliant relationships with venues and with festivals, they've made work for all kinds of settings and online. And then Steve also went on after I asked him at quite late notice to host one of the conversations in the break, uh, which were themed around uh, questions that, that people coming along today wanted to answer. And one of them was exactly about money, like how do you make pro creative projects happen? So it's such a gift to have people coming along who can share a little bit of their own experience and hopefully encourage those around them. 
Hi everyone, my name's Emily Wallace. I'm the director of Sunderland Ballet Community Interest Company. This is a new social enterprise and it has three key social objectives. The first is widening participation in dance in the Sunderland area. The second one, crucially, is developing an audience for dance, ballet specifically, but dance generally, again, in the Sunderland area. And the third one is creating professional level opportunities. So that having created the audience, we don't lose all of that talent and it disappears out of Sunderland. So how do we do it? We program classes at a variety of entry levels. Of course, we have the classic children's ballet progression classes, exams, performances, and all of that. But we also have classes for a number of different community groups, adults of all different ages, for instance. We produce performances that are aimed for a community cast. We liaise with professional venues in order to bring people into spaces and get them singing dance. We also have a number of visiting experts, workshops, classes, and similar. And this is my first plug, everybody. So on the 26th of November at 1719, which is the beautiful old church in the east end of Sunderland, we have an Isadora Duncan dance workshop. We have an international expert in Duncan dance visiting Sunderland from London to lead a workshop in early modern dance focusing on the work of Isadora Duncan who is classed as, if you like, the mother of modern dance. Alongside my company's work, I also have my own practice as a creative artist. I'm a writer as well as a dancer, and for a lot of time, those two things have lived separately. So when I was dancing, I was not talking to writers, and when I was writing, I was not talking to dancers. In 2021, I got a little bit of money from Sunderland Culture to explore that creative practice, and this is my second plug. On Friday, the 25th of November, I'm performing some of my work, showing some films that I made, and performing some of my own spoken word, poetry, and dance, again at 1719 in the East End of Sunderland. And I'd love it if you could tell all your friends. That's me. Hello, I'm Annie Rigby. I'm Artistic Director of Unfolding Theatre and I was one of the co-hosts today of Northeast Exchange at the fire station in Sunderland. It's really difficult to have the confidence to put an idea out into the world and say this is something I'm making, might you book it? And I think often it doesn't feel like an equal exchange. It feels like I've got something that probably people might not want so maybe I'm too nervous to mention it. And actually, we know logically, venues need artists, they need stuff to put on their stages. And what I love about how this event um, is structured, and I can't take credit for this, it was absolutely um, dreamt up by a whole group of people, but it's not just artists pitching and having a really nasty sense of competitiveness. It's a real mixture of people coming up and saying, I've got a festival, I need something, I need some performers, and people standing up and saying, I've just launched a new album, I, wanna, I want some gigs, you know, so I think it's really important that that space just to bring us all together and, and it be based on being part of a community rather than in competition with each other. Hello, my name's Emma and I'm Vicky and we're from the Twisting Ducks Theatre Company. The Twisting Ducks Theatre Company work with artistic artists like me and artists with learning disabilities to create meaningful and accessible theatre. Our Sunderland platform is based at the amazing Washington Arts Centre. Our vision is a society that really values the diversity and the creativity and the citizenship of people with learning disabilities 
and autistic people. So we create meaningful issue-based theatre and we also support artists to develop their own artistic practice through working with communities, working with cultural partners, and we use a range of accessible and engaging and creative approaches to do that, really making sure that everybody can take part. We also deliver outreach work to areas where perhaps there isn't anything going on, or people that might be excluded or disadvantaged in some way. And we also create opportunities within the work we do for artists with learning disabilities and autistic artists to actually work with us as partners or as practitioners or as volunteers. I've always loved causing a drama, whoops, I mean drama, and acting and performing, and my best friend will testify for that. But there isn't much of that where I live. I joined the Twisting Ducks at Washington about two years ago, and I really love it. One of the most important things for me is that together as a group, we create all the work. Our ideas, our stories, our voices. I feel valued and respected because I know if I'm given a chance, I really can do it. And it doesn't matter what the idea is, we explore it and find ways to make it happen. Last year, we created a play called Our City of Dreams. We performed at the Washington Arts Centre. It was great. It really was. <laughs> um, and we also work with the mainstream cultural sector and community partners to make sure that we can help improve inclusion for artists with disabilities and autistic artists and also ensure that what's being produced is unique and relevant and can reach a wider audience. This year we have been looking at the many challenges young people with learning disabilities and autistic people face while transitioning from college to the next stage in life. Yeah, so we created workshops, drama-based workshops, and we went into schools and colleges in the Sunderland area with the idea of drawing out those real-life stories from young learners about what they thought about the future, what their hopes were, what their dreams were, and what the challenges were that they felt they were going to face when they actually were leaving college. From those workshops, we created characters and stories and produced a play. And the play called... Hopes, Hoedowns and Horizons is going to be performed Friday the 16th at the Washington Arts Centre. That's it. Yeah. Hi everybody, I am Juliet Hardy, Artistic Director for Stockton International Riverside Festival. And I'm Holly Gallagher, I'm one of the Creative Programs Officers in Juliet's team and I work specifically with artist development in the North East and with engagement across surf when my pronouns are she, her. So Stockton International Riverside Festival is in Stockton. It's in its 35th year. It's four days of street theatre, circus, music, dance, spectacle, in all scales. So we have some fundamentals that we know. We've got 25% international street theatre and we get around 65,000 people attend over the four days. We've got a really informed audience. I'm one of them. I used to go when I was seven. So we are a brilliant um, test space for new work. We are looking for artistic content. We are planning for 23, 24 and 25 festival. It's a big jigsaw and it's not to say we've got lots of space for hundreds of new shows, but we know some things take time and we preserve a section of our programme for North East artists and new work. 
we are also looking for participatory artists work for families and supporting northeast companies. We also are after visual arts and multidisciplinary outdoor performance work as well. And we're also looking for ideas for bespoke commissions that would help us to deliver alongside the Let's Create outcomes. But yeah, we're generally open to chat with anyone and anyone who wants to put some work outside and is from the northeast. We prioritise um, connecting northeast artists with international festivals, international professional showcases, extracts and without walls networks. We prioritise talent development. That also includes supporting artists to create sustainable work, which can be touring. It is primarily outdoors, but we're having a huge redevelopment in Stockton Town Centre, so we're having to think really creatively about what we do so we are open to digital works and films and all around sort of commissioning yeah and we're always looking to help artists to test work and that includes companies that might be established might want to move into the world of outdoor arts or companies that are making lots of outdoor work and want to become more environmentally friendly and sustainable in their practice as well so we're open for a chat yeah. we're a national portfolio organization Huge, big sigh of relief and we are here to support the sector as well so we know that there's lots of new work that we want to encourage to be tested in lots of spaces and to make sure that we've got those opportunities for you to test those things. So yeah, come and speak to us very soon. <laughs>
Where we are is in the heart of the burgeoning cultural quarter for North Tyneside, and there's just heaps of cultural and artistic opportunity on the horizon. Our audiences are really mixed. Our street is quite literally the boundary between two wards, which represent the 10% most affluent people in the country and 10% most deprived area in the country as well. And we sort of feel that boundary every day. So culture looks really different for any two people who are on our doorstep and interact with us in our communities as well. The other thing to say is the charity is about seven years old now as we run as a theatre. It comes from really strong community theatre roots that are still very strong now. The founders had previously run an amateur theatre company and then had a very organic journey to finding a venue. The local authority had an underperformance space and to some extent the rest is history but we're still very much on that journey now. So currently our programme is deliberately eclectic. It's a mix of theatre and music and we try to have a wide range of events that really appeal to our community and our neighbourhood which is at our very heart. People tend to enjoy coming to the exchange to see theatre on a Friday night and music on a Saturday. In some ways our audiences tend to be quite traditional and accessible in like flavour of, of events and, and, and productions. But with the right marketing and thoughtful ways of engaging our communities, we've got a wide range of audiences. At the moment, we're particularly looking to programme from May onwards in 2023, but we do have a few spots from uh, January to April, and I welcome anybody to come and discuss that with me afterwards. And we'll chat later. (laughs) Hello, good afternoon. I'm a baker by trade. I'm a singer-songwriter from County Durham. I've been releasing for the past three years. The song I first wrote was probably about 25 years ago, a song called September Sun, and I fell in love with a girl many years ago, and it just sat in there for like all of these years. In 2019, I decided to like release that as a full song. I had difficulty trying to like get support and get people to like look after it and you know and give it a bit of a push for us. But well, looking up when the pandemic hit, it was sort of a lucky thing for me because what happened was I started a Facebook group called the Artist Support Network. And basically, I concentrated on people from the northeast and got them to come and join my streams and that, you know, and they did like lots of things like supporting each other on Spotify, listening to each other's music, helping each other with pre-saves, that sort of thing. And it's gone on and grown and grown. And then I'll have about 500 people who were all participate in doing things on the on the site again, like pre-saves and that sort of thing. I've got about 100 playlists all together. A lot of them are mutual playlists, so basically, everyone that's on there also streams them. So my message is to people, if there's anybody out there who wants to release their own music, come and see us before you even release it, and I'll help you and support you with it. It's a free organisation. I have people from all over the world now. One of the things I've actually found is mainly people from the North East, that the quality of music is absolutely fantastic. I've built up a lot of friends in the community as well, as well as like halfway around the world, people in Australia, I have people in America. And I'm quite fortunate because my music actually hit over a million streams about a month ago. And it just goes to prove that like, something like that can work, and as well as pushing out into the rest of the community. I also have a band called 80s, and we do a lot of 80s music. <laughs> and it's called 80s because some of the lads come from Tayside. But like I say, if anybody wants to get in contact with us, you can find us on the Darren Holmes on Facebook. And if you want to search for Artist Support Network, you're very welcome to come and join us. I would like to come and do a gig here one day. That'd be, that'd be fantastic, you know. We can come and fill this place up and do a bit of 80s music. It'd be great. And I'll leave you with that. Thanks,
all the presenters were really amazing and really interesting. I thought Steve from Northern Pride was a really interesting presenter because people might think about venues like Northern Stage, like the fire station, like Dance City, and think about trying to target their work to them. And they might not think about Pride, but actually it's a massive festival. It's got a massive audience. And Steve and the community who run that festival are really thinking about how do we build our relationships with artists in the northeast and so I think that's a brilliant example of someone coming along and I, I really hope some people sitting in the audience suddenly thought ah oh, there's somebody I might never have approached and it might be a really brilliant fit for the work that I'm making. Good afternoon my name is Steve Dunn my pronouns are he him I'm the director of Northern Pride and in addition to that I'm a freelance creative producer event manager and business consultant concentrating on the third sector and SMEs. Just wanted to talk to you today about Northern Pride. For those that don't know who we are, we are the largest LGBTQIA plus charity here in the Northeast. We deliver an events-based program and campaigns all year round, from small engagements to less than 100 people, all the way to our Northern Pride Festival, which takes place in July. And this year we saw over 70,000 people attend the three-day weekend. Back in 2018, we put a bid in to win the title of UK Pride. We won it for 2020. Obviously, it didn't happen until 2022. And our promise during that festival was to elevate and celebrate the Northeast LGBTQIA plus community. Now, one of the ways in which we did that was to ensure that our programming concentrated on our community and not big name acts like previous years. For example, all of the artists, creatives and performers and some technicians that took to the main stage, 90% of them were from the region and from the LGBTQIA plus community. We've had some incredible feedback on that change from the individuals that took part and the audience. So I'm pleased to say that that is something that we're going to continue with doing. Ensuring that we have a wide range of styles of music, genres, dance performances, multicultural experiences means that everybody who attends the event gets to see something new, whether that be an act or an artist. Like I say, that's something that we're committed to continue doing, but we can only do it with you in the room, hence the plug. <laughs> so today we are actually releasing an online application form for LGBTQIA plus artists and performers and creatives to apply for paid opportunities to take part in all of our campaign work, including the festival next year. It's important for our community to make sure that they take space, they're visible across the 14 acres that we take up on the town war, and also on the largest Pride March that we have with 25,000 people with us. Please do reach out. You can go to our website, northern-pride.com. There will be a press release also released and put online as well. So please do check that out or grab me after this. Thank you. So another couple examples of brilliant presenters today were Isaac Gledhill and Julie Noble. And I picked those two out just as an example of the event brought together some people like Isaac, who might be quite early in their career. So he was talking about having made his first piece of work, brilliant, fascinating sounding piece set in a taxi and the creative process to how he created that. And then you had Julie talking, a writer who's got a much longer history of having written and produced many, many pieces of work. And I just think that's really important, having that invitation, that this is a space you don't need to have done a certain number of things to stand up on that stage and present. Um, you could be an emerging artist, you could be really established.
<clears throat> Hello everyone, my name is Isaac Ledhill, my pronouns are he, him, and I am an immersive theatre maker based in Newcastle. I feel like I'm on Take Me Out. Um, I'm going to ask everyone to either raise your hand or nod your head if you've ever been inside a taxi. Okay, a lot of thrill seekers. I'm going to ask you if you've ever shared that experience about being inside a taxi with anyone else. Brilliant. Everyone with their hands up, can you head up to the stage and we're going to share those? No, I'm joking. Humeria will kill me. In 2020, which was a brilliant year to make theatre, I um, piloted my first show, 39 Horses. 39 Horses is a one-man immersive show based inside a taxi. 39 Horses is a show about taxi drivers and their experiences with customers and vice versa. 39 Horses is a show about strangers in small spaces. So to devise this show, I interviewed local Northeast taxi drivers about their experiences in taxis, and I also interviewed passengers from specific community groups, including the LGBTQIA plus community group, about their experiences, and then I curated a soundscape, which I then lip-synced back to four audience members at a time inside a real accessible taxi. Each show lasted 15 minutes, which is the average taxi ride. I performed it 41 times to a sellout run at Alphabeti Theatre. But why are you telling me this? Who cares, Isaac? Well, I'll let you know. Um, I'm going to do a northern tour in 2023. Within those regions that I tour to, I'm going to interview local taxi ranks and local members of the LGBTQI plus and other community groups about their experiences in taxis, and they're going to rewrite the show to include those local dialects and those may perhaps shared lived experience, as I think that's really important from an audience perspective. I'm looking for venues and organizations to help partner with me to do this. I'm currently writing an ace bid. We've had one successful one, so good stead for the second. And I'm wanting support in terms of space, in terms of people's time, in terms of connections with theatre venues that have built long-standing community groups within their spaces. If you're an artist, how can you support? Well, I'd love to interview you about your taxi experiences. I'd also ask to share, when you see it come up, when it sells out, it's gonna be incredible. Um, share it with your millions of followers on social media. And if anyone wants to ask any more questions about it, I have really old flyers. I have some taxi cards. What can I offer you? I hear you scream. I can offer workshops. I'm an experienced facilitator. And I'm also going to run workshops within those venues to help start a map book that I want to give to local taxi ranks that list all the LGBTQI plus safe spaces for when a future person who gets into a taxi knows that it's a safe space by seeing this map that's been created with and for the community. I think that's it. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. I'm Julie, a single parent from a working class background which has made access to this wonderful theatre world a bit of a challenge at times. In 2019, my memoir piece, Detail, was in Kit Duval's Common People Anthology. That same year, I won three national awards, including a Northern Writers Award for prose. In 2020, I presented My Name is Julie, which is still on the BBC Radio 4 website. This was a recommendation from Claire Malcolm of New Writing North and it's about how children are affected in lockdown, especially if you're on a low income. Last year, I wrote and performed a script as parts of the Arts Council-funded counterculture film with Dr. Louise Powell. That was premiered at Durham Book Festival. It was great fun to work with her. Also last year, my play Karaoke with Karen reached the inaugural Hope Mill shortlist. It was described as particularly promising by the Bush Theatre, and long-listed by the Royal Court Theatre for the Introduction to Playwriting Group. This year, I was chosen for the Arvon at Home Diverse Writers Playwriting Week, 
and also received one of the rare DYCP grants for playwriting and have been working with Ishi Din, which has been excellent. The DYC project has produced a full-length play, provisionally titled Our Parents Were Swingers, and a short political play about someone remarkably like our former Prime Minister, Mr Johnson, which John Dawson at the Live Theatre told me the team of readers truly loved. I've also just about completed an audio play about a 60s tribute band called Them Beatles Blokes, which started off with the theme of men's mental health, but now is more focused on caring for the elderly and caring for your parents. This could be adapted into an interesting stage play, again with music. I've just started on the live theatre playwriting group and will be writing a new play with them. All of my work concentrates on fun but also thought-provoking questions that hopefully afterwards people go home or in the bar will discuss them. That's the plan. So looking forward to meeting some of you or all of you and getting some plays on the stage. Thank you. Hello, I'm Fiona. I'm from the Customs House, which is an art centre in South Shields. I'm the deputy director who has a responsibility for learning and participation. We run three programmes at the moment, which are focused really on talent development, and it's with creatives of kind of a range of ages. So the first opportunity is called the Takeover Young Writer in Residence, and I think it's in its fifth year, but because of COVID it gets confusing. So that opens up in February, and we have an open call for any writer or someone who wants to write a play, age 25 and under, to submit 15 minutes of a play, and we then produce that, and it's performed as part of the Takeover, which is in May, June, half term. Those call-outs are all promoted on our website, and it'll be, as I said, it'll be around about February. We'll also have another opportunity called Play, which is for any age, writer, emerging or non-emerging, who will have about 15 minutes of a play performed, and that's for five writers, and we'll perform that in the studio, and it's done as a rehearsed reading. So it's not quite script in hand, but it's not anywhere like a performance. And then a recipient, or two recipients for this year, or were spoiled for choice, of the Peter Lathan Prize for New Writing, and that's an annual event. Those call-outs are shared generally in about August time, maybe a little bit earlier if we're feeling really, really organised. And then play happens, will happen annually in October. The third opportunity is called Monday Night Drama. It's quite new. It's the first Monday of every month. It's a piece of drama. It's something that's maybe slightly different for our normal theatre drama audience. So it might have never been performed before, or it might be something that feels maybe not like a traditional piece of theatre that you might expect to have from an older audience, which has been our mainstay for a little bit of a long while at Customs House. But we know there's also an appetite for other things. So... It's a pay-what-you-decide basis, but we don't really have an established pay-what-you-decide figure in mind. Sometimes it's very, very small. So just with that in mind, the way that we would program it is there is a fee for people who are interested in putting a show on. It's not a huge amount, but we wouldn't just be asking that you take the pay-what-you-decide because it could be five pence, for example, rather than <laughs> like an actual fee. So if it's the Monday night drama aspect that you're interested in, it would be a chat with Leah. For the other things, it's on the creatives page we will have new opportunities from April 23 onwards due to having a little bit of increased programming through Arts Council. So that'll be some of that with creatives under 25 and some of that with any age creatives. And that's with a project with Northern Broadsides and also a project with Bounders Theatre. And we're also thinking about working across the borough. There we go. <laughs> Thank you.
<clears throat> Hi everyone, my name is Kieran Barker. I'm an actor, director and theatre maker. I'd love to share with you this amazing audio slash live performance idea, which already has some proof of concept as it was part of Surf Festival 2022's programme and was also on BBC Radio Tees. My idea uses the heritage of a town or city and the stories within it to create an audio walk-around experience for the audience to go and experience and explore. For Surf 2022, I used this folktale where there was this mysterious treasure guarded by a mystical raven under the town. I then connected this with three locations in Stockton and created an adventure where the audience were tasked with discovering what happened to this young couple who disappeared 20 years ago, trying to figure out what happened for the Stockton treasure. Now, on the day of the young couple's disappearance, I had it that they'd left recordings, which the audience listened to and then used to retrace and recreate where they went on the day they went missing. I split this so it tied in with the heritage of each location, but still followed through with the narrative of the tale. I have an access to Sound Recording Studio thanks to collaboration with the Northern School of Art, where I also studied. And I already have two actors who say they want to make more work like this in the future for other areas in the UK. What I'm really looking for is to work with other theatres to create this work with me, because I believe you have a greater understanding and connection to your community and your home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Kate Lynch. I'm the director of Highlights Rural Touring Scheme. We work with volunteers from over 65 village halls, libraries and community spaces across Cumbria, County Durham and Northumberland. We programme live events into rural communities and that includes theatre, music, storytelling, dance, comedy and family work, plus arts and crafts workshops as well. We're always looking for new companies to work with and we've committed to 50% of artists that we work with on our performance programme being from across the region. We also have an active schools programme running alongside this, working with regional artists to deliver workshops primarily aimed at key stages two and three. We ask companies to be technically self-sufficient. A lot of the venues we work with have some tech. Often they have none at all. They're just very, very tiny spaces in, in the corner of the village. We're part of a larger rural touring sector. There's approximately 30 schemes across the country, so we work quite collaboratively with, with other schemes in the north and from further afield. Thank you very much. Please. Um. Hello, I'm Rob Jones. I'm in a band called Driven Serious. If you want a genre for it, it's usually folk rock, original stuff. We're about to release our second album on Saturday called Look On These Works and that's at the Globe in Newcastle. Tickets are available but just give us a search. That's The name of the band is Driven Serious but Driven Serious. Okay. Uh, we're not serious. Don't take yourself seriously. It's very important not to. All I can say is that we need to regularly check ourselves and keep it real and have a safe place away from the strategy, um, algorithms, publicity and business into the vast landscapes of uh, beauty and truth. Um, and they're always there, waiting for us. You know, the muse, it's there, above the cacophony of business. Anyway, thank you. Um, yeah. Jim and Sirius. Right, Hamera. Yes. Do you think we should have another batch of presenters? Yeah. But if you would put your hands together for our next batch of presenters.
Hi, I'm Sarah Churlish from Theatre Blue. I'm programme manager and I'm primarily looking after our family festival that's happening in July next year. Theatre Blue is one of the UK's leading children art organisations. We believe that art and creativity for children should be as brilliant and inspiring as they are, and that creativity should be part of everybody's childhood. We are a registered charity, we're an MPO of Arts Council England, and we're based in Darlington at our venue, The Hullabaloo. The Hullabaloo is a national centre of excellence for theatre for young audiences. We have around 170 seats, full capacity. Quite often that's scaled right back down to 40, 50 seats, depending on the show. Since opening in 2017, we've welcomed more than 70,000 people to share wonderful performance and play in our building. We make, programme, produce and advocate for exceptional theatre and play for children and their families with a particular emphasis on work for the very, very young. Our commissioning opportunities include new shows, some of which tour across the country. In addition to the work we do in our building, we also have an outdoor family arts festival for under 10s and their friends and families. And that's called Hollow Blue in the Park, and it will take place July next year. It's a cross-art form festival. It will be about nine days next year. We're currently programming now. We don't tend to program work that we haven't seen, and we prefer to have early conversations with artists that we can support the making of their work. We do have commission opportunities, but if you've got sharings, online recordings of your work, share them with us, talk to us. We'd love to support the making of new work and have particular expertise in play-based approaches to co-creation with very young children. We do have some commission opportunities, Little Wonders, coming out in the next few weeks. Um, there's five opportunities, three of which will be part of the festival next year. That can be an idea that you need support realising. It could be a fully-fledged idea and you know how it's going to work. Maybe you need help transferring it to an outside space. Maybe you need help making it eco-friendly. That will be coming out in the next few weeks. I think closing date's end of January. So um, that'll be out on our socials. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lily and this is Charlie and we make up Metaphor Dance Company. Metaphor Dance is a contemporary dance company based in Northumberland. We deliver a wide range of projects from inclusive dance, community work and traditional performance work. Our central vision as a company is to provide opportunities to people with learning disabilities and people who experience rural isolation. We do this because we've both grown up in rural areas and we live in a rural area now and we both have lived experience of learning disabilities. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we've done over the last 12 months. We have completed two Arts Council England funded projects with the support of many northeast organisations, too many to fit into three minutes. The first of which is called Confluence, which is a development of a solo work into a five-piece performance. It looks at the individual relationship with nature and audiences talk about it being a joyful and nostalgic work with important relevance to today. With this work, we consulted with communities alongside another company called Pelican Theatre to develop the access to this work, so working on the publicity and the language that we use so that rural communities feel like they are part of what we do. The second work is called Jumpers for Goalposts. It's a contrasting work. This is a family show. It's based on a dysfunctional football team who learn to work together throughout the show. With this project, we delivered to 10 schools and communities delivering workshops. We premiered the work at Annick Playhouse, and then we toured to four rural venues across Northumberland.
So Confluence is currently 35 minutes long and we're hoping to lengthen it to one hour and bring the workshop and performance to more audiences across the northeast in community venues and regional theatres in autumn 2023. We're looking for two weeks of in-kind or discounted rehearsal space and marketing support to connect more rural communities. Jumpers for Goalposts, we're looking to perform in family-friendly and children's festivals in summer 2023. The piece can be performed indoors and outdoors. It's a very flexible piece, has very low tech. And we're looking for one week of in-kind or discounted rehearsal space for a production week. In the next 18 months, we are also creating two new works, one following the stories and folk tales of the fishermen of the Northeast, and the other drawing on the enormous natural resource of the largest protected dark sky area in Europe. We're going to be applying to Arts Council England for both of these, but we're also looking for commission opportunities to support these bits. We're finished. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's presented today. It's been amazing. And also, please stay back as well and have a drink. Sorry for everyone that I interrupted when you are in your flow. And we just want to say a few thank yous. Thank you to Helen and the team at the fire station for hosting Northeast Exchange today. I want to say thank you to everyone who presented. And I want to say a massive thank you to Hamera for doing some amazing work scheduling all of this, putting together the list of speakers and finding out all the themes and just being a general superstar. So thank you. For yeah. A few things just about next steps. I know there are some people in the audience who said, I want to present in the future, but I want to see how it works first. And so thank you for the people who were brave and did it first. But the ambition is that Northeast Exchange continues. There's not a date in the diary for the, the next one but across the people who've helped make today happen, there's a sense that maybe doing two in a year feels like a reasonable thing to aim for. But I feel like we're friends after a lovely <laughs> afternoon together. Uh, if you run a venue and you think, ah, I would love Northeast Exchange to come to our space, that could happen. We're only here because Helen and the team very generously offered to host. It's not something that will run here every time. You might also think this event and this format would be brilliant for this person who wasn't here today or for this community that maybe weren't represented and should be. And I think let's share that responsibility. Let's really make sure this isn't something that has a big funding program behind it and a big staff team. It's all done by people volunteering their time. So let's take a shared responsibility that when that next one does pop up, let's please help spread the word because it's absolutely made by the people who put themselves forward. Thank you again for coming. I think the thing I'm taking away is just the joy of seeing people in a room together. And I think we sometimes forget that we're still finding our way back to each other. We're still so disconnected. I think Zoom is a brilliant tool. I think it's overused. I think it's really important in terms of making access for some people, but I think these moments where people actually get together, share space, say something they really wanted to say, but also have conversations they weren't expecting to have, it's so valuable. So I'm so grateful that people turned out today and it was just such a pleasure to see such a lovely atmosphere in the bar, in the foyer, in the auditorium.
Really lovely thoughts there from the ever-optimistic Annie Rigby, Artistic Director of Unfolding Theatre. And I'd like to thank Annie as well and the entire team who worked behind the scenes to make the North East Exchange possible. I think it's a really great event and good to see the legacy of Meet the Programmers live on as well. I always love events where I get to see the inner workings of the arts world, these conversations which otherwise might be private. As someone who's occasionally involved in pitching ideas to different organisations as an audio producer, it's really interesting to see those in a public forum. But also, it was a really lovely, welcoming upbeat environment so it felt like a nice happy safe space (laughs) despite the fact that people were feeling kind of anxious uh, delivering some of those pictures there's a lot of love and there's a lot of support and collaboration in our creative industries maybe it's a northeast thing i don't know maybe it's more widespread than that but i'm certainly really happy that these events are on our doorstep Uh, If you fancy checking out more events by the Northeast Exchange, they're talking about doing two every year. So you can head to artyparty.com to find out more about that. That's arty with a Y, party with an I, yi, dot com. And that is all from today's Arty Party. My name's Jay Sykes. Thank you for dropping in. Arty Party is made possible thanks to our generous Patreon supporters. That's photographic artist Joe Howell and visual artist Stephanie Smith, both of whom you can see in exhibition at the moment at the Vinyl Outcry exhibition in Hills Art Centre. Arty Party's upcoming live reunion event will be supported by funding from Arts Council England and the National Lottery Heritage Fund through the Unlock Strand of Sunderland Culture's Great Place Scheme. <laughs>